Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Welcome. We have such an exciting show for you today. Truly extraordinary. A new film that will be premiering on Unchained TV. We are so proud to announce the launch on Black Friday, November 24th of Ending Real Fur. And it's a fascinating Mm. story about a man you are going to meet. He was an international playboy all into luxury goods. But then something happened. Watch, and then you will meet the man behind the movie. Emu Chaudhary, welcome to the morning show. Thank you for having me. If you actually have diamonds, people treat you differently. My life consisted of fashion shows, hanging out with models. <sighs> I was noticing that there's a lot of jackets with these fur trims. And funny enough, I was wearing one of those jackets. I would like to introduce now... This extraordinary man, I am absolutely thrilled to be collaborating with him on this film for us to be putting it out. Tamor Chowdhury, tell us your journey because it is so fascinating. You are really were the poster child for conspicuous consumption and you're very honest in admitting that, but something happened, a moment occurred that really changed your life. Tell us about it. Well, first of all, it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for all the work that you do for the animals, Jane. You're a hero for us. And um, and my fiance was also watching, so I like that introduction. Uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of like, just, just completely just be myself who I was. And, you know, it wasn't like I was a bad person or anything. I was just like an ordinary person, just, you know, living for himself and trying to make the best of what like the world has to offer. And when you're in that, when you're in there, when you're trying to make money, you're trying to have fun, you're trying to party, you're trying to just, you're just trying to, you know, have a good time. Uh, you've blocked off everything else to the world. And, you know, unfortunately, that's exactly how it is. We've blocked off everything. And I think we've gone into a little bit of a denial. But everybody, I think what I've discovered through this seven-year journey is that everybody has this one aha moment, this one moment in your life where you kind of just, you just you just realize the truth and it's just something just just comes and connects with you and you just you're never the same after that and at that point it's up to you to make that change within yourself and for for me it's um it's my aha moment was when an animal came and connected with me and when i looked into its eyes i realized that there was this sentience inside and i had to help it i had to help that a female cow that i saw and from then on, my life was changed forever. But and in terms I, of fur, I want to yeah. focus on this because this is such a crucial moment as well. Your other aha moment was, and it's really the basis of this film, you had a fur trim jacket, but you also loved animals. You're there with two dogs you adore. Tell us about that moment. Okay, so I'm in that, in that picture right now. It's, it's so ridiculous when I look at it. Uh, my dogs are actually wearing uh, sheep wool jackets 
and I'm wearing a macaw jacket that is actually has raccoon dog fur outside. So here I am. I'm wearing dog fur and my and holding my two babies in my hands. I look so ridiculous now that I look at myself. But at that moment, I didn't know what I was wearing. And um, so I was, you know, I was walking one day around in Vancouver and I was walking on the street and I looked up and I saw that everybody was wearing these jackets. And I was like, you know, 10 years ago, these jackets weren't everywhere. Where did they come from? And so I got very curious. I got curious and where these hoodies are coming from and where is this fur trim coming from? So I went to fur bearers and I asked them, I was just like, hey, just like, I'm curious. Can you tell me what I'm wearing? And to my shock, I actually found out that I'm wearing a species of dog. Um, and not that a raccoon would be any different or any other, any other animal. But to me, it was really alarming that I didn't even know that I'm wearing a raccoon dog. And on the label, it says, Asiatic raccoon. And I thought to myself, hey, how the hell is this allowed in Canada? How, is, how are the Jackie companies allowed to write whatever they want on the labels? And it's misleading me as, as, as a client. And so I thought to myself that, you know what, I'm going to speak up for, this, for, the, for these animals because nobody else is speaking up. And as my right as a consumer was to know. And I wanted everybody to have that same right. And that's, that's one of the reasons that was my aha moment. Wow. Well, you know, it's so powerful because a lot of people don't want to reveal their own frailties. A lot of people don't want to reveal that they've made mistakes. But frankly, nobody wants a vanity piece. Nobody wants a piece where everybody's saying, oh, I did it all perfectly. They like to see the warts and all. They like to see the transformation. So you went from, let's face it, you're in the jewelry business, so shrouded in diamonds. I mean, very glamorous, a playboy. I know now you have a fantastic fiance who I was happy to meet on Zoom. But at the time, you were um, quite the man about town. And then you had this realization Let's fast forward to you being a huge force behind ending, possibly, fur farms in Canada. Honorable council members, the fashion business has a troubling history with animals. What's the right thing to do? And getting rid of fur is simply the right thing to do. And I'm just surprised Canada hasn't done it already. For us, it was really exciting that an MP was willing to propose a bill that would end fur farming in Canada. It's now time for Canada to end the cruel and dangerous practice of commercial fur farming, and that is exactly what this legislation will do. This is absolutely extraordinary. You had this realization that you were wearing dog, although you say it doesn't matter what sentient being you were wearing, you, you became horrified. You made a change in your life, and now you're a leading force because if we end fur in Canada, Canada is so associated with fur, it, it really could topple the industry globally. Talk to me about that. Yeah, well, the, the whole strategy of the movie was that once I showed the problem, once I show everybody that, okay, guys, this is where the fur is coming from. These are the investigations. I don't want people to just look at it and just feel like, oh, what do I do? And go into like, you know, this, like, there's nothing I can do. So we went and spoke to uh, MP Nathaniel Erickson-Smith 
And he said that he would be willing to table a bill for us. And I said, hey, that's a great idea. And we'll, co we'll cover you doing this. And so the rest of the movie is about going and, you know, tabling this bill and campaigning for it. And the reason why that's so important is that that table stands to ban fur farming in Canada federally. And if that actually goes to a second reading and passes, this means that, we, that the, the Canada is completely banned fur and the, the whole world will follow suit. Already there's so many countries in Europe that are, are banning fur farms and Canada being one of the biggest fur suppliers, that's where all our, the, most of the, uh, the fur of the world comes from. If they shut this down, it's going to be like dominoes. That's why we call the movie Ending Fur. We're so close to it. Uh, I just pray and hope that you get that bill passed. And one of the ways that the people watching can help is we need to create a real firestorm underneath this movie. I am absolutely so proud and humbled, really, to be um, running the streaming network that is going to premiere this movie Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, November 24th. Instead of going out and buying a bunch of junk, okay, I'm not shopping on Fur Friday. We are launching this incredible film, Ending Real Fur. And so please, everybody, mark it on your calendar, Black Friday, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And then immediately after the screening, we have a Q&A with Tim Gunn and the lead vocalist from Arch Enemy, as well as Tay Moore, as well as some other leading figures in this effort. Um, it's going to be a moment in history because that is also Fur Free Friday. So um, I'm very excited, but we need everybody to get on board. Let all your friends know this Black Friday, don't shop. It's Fur Free Friday. Watch the premiere on Unchained TV. We've got some callers lined up. Lindsay in Woodland Hills, your question or thought for Tamar Charlie. Well, first of all, I want to say that I am very excited about this upcoming event on uh, Fur Free Friday, which is also AKA Black Friday, which I totally agree to put a, a you know to put a the brakes on with the consumerism. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing this work. And my comment, I guess, is, you know, Tim Gunn, you know, speaking up against her, of course, is very, very significant. And I think having been in the position that you were socially uh, having a fabulous life must have contributed. And thank you so much for seeing the light coming from an environment where that is normalized to just use animals in, 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 in so many ways. Uh, just for our pleasure. So thank you. All right. We've got another caller, Nilo Far in Dallas, Texas. Your question or thought? Hello. It's such a pleasure, such an honor. Um, as an uh, animal activist in the Dallas area, we have been uh, protesting the fur on Fur Free Friday forever. So uh, this um, this is such a welcome um, change for our program and I hope to be able to 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 put an activity so that we can watch this as a as a group in, in Dallas. Um, my question is then to make such a film is it's such a huge endeavor and it's very, very expensive. 
uh, how were you able to, um, to to handle the financial part? Thanks. Good question. That 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 is the million dollar question, and my dad is watching. So, um, well, what happened was I I left the business, and then I was disinherited, so that I would be you know I wouldn't go and do something this big with the movie. And honestly, I'll tell you what: when you make the intention of doing something good in this world, you're gonna get the means from somewhere. So I I get gifts all the time. Um, it's basically funded about ninety percent by me. But the rest of it, sometimes I was just like, okay, I need $30,000 tomorrow. And then somebody will call me and will be like, hey, listen, I need to donate this cash. And so I've gotten help like that as well. So raising the funding, I mean, it's really, that's, you're, you're making me tear up on this, but it's like you start believing in the positivity of the entire universe when you do a project like that. Well, all I can say is, I'll have what you're having. <laughs> you can snap your fingers and get $30,000 the next day. I love it. However you got it. And thank you, dad. Uh, your dad is obviously, you know, on your side. And I think it's wonderful that you've got the support of your family for making this film. Well done. Okay. We've got another caller online. Jose in California, your question or thought for Tamor Chowdhury, the filmmaker behind Ending Real Fur. Hi, yes. Um, I just want to say thank you, Jane. Thank you, um, Paymore, for, you know, standing up for the animals. I know this is a really important issue. Um, my question was, I just wanted to ask what you discovered um, making the, during making this film. What was the most shocking realization um, that you found out about the fur industry? Thank you. Good question. Uh, that's a tough one because there's so many shocking realizations that I've had throughout the movie. Um, it's just that I think the biggest one was how the hell are they getting away with all of this? Um, and like in their ads, they're writing humane. And so people like me go inside and buy the jacket and there's written, oh, this is humane fur. And at that time, I remember being thinking that, oh, Canadians must be really humane. You know, they're all like, they're, yeah, at, at that time, I was not a Canadian. I'm a Canadian now. And so I thought to myself, these people must be really, you know, they must be a humane way of killing animals or something over here. And I think that was the most shocking thing to me because when I went undercover and saw uh, one of the auction houses and the guy was telling me, he's like, and there was this horrible stench. And he's like, you know, like, this is nothing compared to a fur farm. And I thought to myself, I mean, how much worse could a fur farm be? And when you actually enter one of the fur farms and you, you just gag because of the smell over there, it's, it's, I've never experienced anything like it. So I think the conditions inside these fur farms are so horrific that I was only able to show maybe 2% of the footage in my movie. And that too, when Jane saw it, Jane said, you're showing way too much. And we just showed like these little instances of how terrible the conditions are. And there's absolutely no law to protect these animals. These animals are injured. They're like, I, I remember one of the fur farm guys was like, let them die on their own because it's easier if they die on their own. So they let them just suffer for months. And when it finally dies, it's lesser to, I just, yeah, it's just too horrible to explain on TV. But yeah, just the shocking conditions that these animals have to actually live in until they're put to death. I think was 
just yeah one of the most shocking things that i experienced and they're the reason why i could do this for 7 years that every time i'm trying to you know just trying to prove to myself why am i still doing this it's because of them it's because i have to bring their story to you guys well you know one of the commenters made a very good point is fur farms are rife with viruses we know during the pandemic i believe it was denmark they killed millions of mink because they had gotten covid and it was a problem that was really international in nature i think that was the moment that fur really died uh, in other words the the glamour was completely removed any trace of glamour or status when you saw all those mink going into those dumpsters by the millions it was so gross i believe that was the moment where really we turned and now you can truly put it in the dustbin of history again we need everybody to get behind this film it is premiering on black friday that's the day after thanksgiving that's november 24th it's also fur free friday instead of shopping get a group of people together and watch ending real fur on unchained tv we're going to have parties in dallas we're going to have one in la we'll have one in new york so wherever you are you can do that too we'd love to have some in canada as well because this film could literally spell the end of fur farms in canada we've got some other callers michael in los angeles your question or thought yeah hi everybody this is a uh, really incredible news i'm looking very really looking forward to seeing the film Uh, but my question is this: um, the 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 issue that got me into animal rights originally many years ago was the uh, the seal hunt in Canada. I was just wondering if this is going to cover them too. This is very important to me. This is the main, and it's still going on today. So it's just really frustrating. It's all these years, all the efforts that have been made to stop it. So uh, anyway, that's my question. Thank you. Uh yeah well uh oh, that is actually a very good question because I I remember speaking to uh MP Nathaniel and he said that at some point like a couple of years ago they were thinking of having a national seal day hunt so that's where the government's at where they think and most of the people were actually going to most of the cabinet was actually going to pass this ridiculous national holiday and um I I was just thinking that that's how far we have to go after all those years of campaigning we see bridget come out and you know have those wonderful pictures and all those people who came pamela anderson everything and we still haven't been able to ban this ridiculous uh this, uh, this ridiculous thing and the 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 reason why we haven't covered this in this movie is because we wanted to go very strategically after a particular uh, thing that was happening which is fur farms uh, we wanted to concentrate on one problem at a time so we've got the whole movie is dedicated to this one thing because the first thing we want to do is ban fur farms i mean we we would love to ban seal hunting as well but if we divert our attention to four or five different things we're not going to get everything so everybody is behind this this no there's not there's nobody who's actually comes up and can say oh i believe in fur farming this is wrong everybody's behind this one topic this is why i chose this topic as well because there's no nobody who can actually get up and tell me that they actually are pro fur farming because it's a dying industry everybody is being violated from the animals to the, even the fur farm work, workers i mean dan star a person who's a fur farm worker who's featured in the movie they, we actually show the trauma he's going through and how he becomes a whistleblower 
And then he he's you know one of the things that he told me which was he still disturbs me is that he's like sometimes I can hear the animals scream at night. And so we're exploiting the fur farm workers, we're exploiting the fur the the animals, we're exploiting everybody for whose benefit? Who's actually getting this money? Uh, the the fur farm owners, like a couple of people, and that's how like just if you get me started on this industry, it's so ridiculous. So yeah, that's why we went after this. But yeah, seal hunting, absolutely very terrible. All right, and we have got yet another caller. Boy, this is a hot topic. Sarah in Venice Beach, California. Your question or thought? Hi, I actually wanted to ask a question. I wanted to let you know that, like, my mom made me a fur, like, a, a mink vest. Like, all these different types of fur when I was in middle school, and it was, like, this mink vest. And I was so proud. It was, like, I thought it was so stylish. And it was, like, a mink vest, and I literally wore it to middle school. And this girl came to me and said, oh, my God, do you know what happened to those animals and all this stuff? And I was like, no. She's like, try to tell me something, but I kind of, you know, didn't listen. And then later on when I got home, I said to my mom, hey, this girl said something happened to these minks, you know, like it's not right or whatever. You know what my mom said? She said, oh, well, those minks are raised for fur. They're raised that, you know, they're raised. And I, that made sense to me, okay, right? At that time, it made sense to me. So I want you to tell everybody that's listening that still wears fur and they still think it's fashionable and they get that type of answer, what what do you say to them? Like, how are the minks really raised? Because I didn't even know they're supposed to swim in water, okay? I just found that out when I saw that film, Real Fur film or whatever. And no, the film Real like Fur is going to be people, debuting. People it fur. hasn't come out yet. People still wear fur. Yeah, people still wear fur to this day. All right. Just you, so you know. Thank you. Good question. Good question. Take it away. That That's an obvious rationalization. Oh, they're raised for that. Mm -hmm. Actually, well, I went into the North American fur auction in Toronto, and I was speaking to the president disguised as a buyer, and he said to me that the minks were raised at a farm. So these were key words that the industry loves to use. Minks, raised, farm. You think that these animals are in the farm somewhere and they're reading these happy little lives. And, you know, that's what I thought. And I, and they, they had these beautiful cages that were painted and to sh put on display. So unfortunately, this the billions have been spent on these marketing techniques, which have reached your mom. It's not your mom's fault. And it wasn't anybody's fault because so much money has been spent to make us think otherwise. All our celebrities are wearing the fur and they're wearing it on these all the videos and they're flaunting it and they're wearing it on the red carpet we're, and we're tangled in this so it's really not their not anybody's fault but now we're trying to expose all of this and we're trying to show what really happens to these mink i mean if you take the example of franklin uh, the story that lca did in uh, 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 it was called the milk bank uh, farm and franklin oh you'll see him in the movie and his like he, he had this open gash on his head and they let him live for about a month before the investigator was allowed to put him down and he died on the way while he was putting down. And Franklin is just one story. There's millions of Franklins all around. And it's just so terrible what happens to these minks. And we're just trying to not only show the problem, like we, we want to show that, okay, these are the horrors, but we also want to now pose a solution. And so our solution is, of course, the bill C-247 that we, we really need support in. 
and in banning this the fur farms. All right. Well, we're going to take one more caller and then I've got some questions myself for you. All right. Braden in Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, your question or thought. Uh, hi, I was wondering, does this bill affect uh, sheepskin and shearling? Because I know a lot of uh, a lot of the time that's left out of the fur conversation. Uh, for instance, in California, they've actually they already banned the sale of new fur products, so you can still buy vintage fur, but no new products made out of animals killed after that date can be sold there. Uh, so I was wondering, but this bill it doesn't include sheepskin, uh, which is of course, the the skin of the sheep with the wool still attached to the skin. So does this bill affect yeah. uh, that type of fur as well? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to apply uh, for the sheep wool. Um, but it's uh, the, we're banning fur farming and we're stopping the fur farm. So maybe we can after this. So the whole strategy is to get this first ban completed. And once we get the conversation started, that, okay, there's, we need to ban these fur farms. 75% uh, of all zootonic diseases emerge from pro close proximity to these animals. Uh, COVID has escaped from these animals. Once we actually get this done, then the whole strategy is that the sky is the limit. Because then every time we have a case, well, all right, we banned fur farming. We got to ban sheep. We gotta, then we can come after everything. And so, yeah, that's why this one build is so important is because... People don't have a problem with this, and we're not facing a lot of opposition. But the agriculture industry also knows this. So they're going to fight it as much as they can. But it's that one place where you blow the hole in the wall, and then everything just gets through. So yeah, that's our, that's our hope with this bill. Well, we only have a couple of minutes before our break. Annie, can you ask a quick question? Annie and Sherman Oaks. <clears throat> Hi, yes. Thank you so much for making this movie. What is the most effective strategy so far, you've learned from the seven years, because I do a lot of protests. I'd love to know how can we spread this thing as fast and as effectively. So thanks again. Good, Good question. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, at, we begin the movie with me actually protesting is because I've, I'm holding the sign. And I look at myself, wait, how did I get over here? How am I protesting on the street for this? Um, I think the best strategy that I found was to become one voice. We need to unite together. We can't be doing protests separately on our own and we can't be running our own uh, you know, things. We need to all unite together all over the world in every city. So I visited a lot of cities and discovered that there's groups of people everywhere that we want to unite. And so in the movie, we, we kind of see that, that we're uniting all the different NGOs, all the different people to come together as one voice because you see, the fur industry is smart enough to unite and have a union and then get funded for that union. They get millions of dollars to fund and do nothing. And just and so they're smart enough to unite and get subsidized. We are just doing this by ourselves. So everybody is just scattered. But what we need to do is get together. So we need to contact each other on our social media. And that's why I need you guys as well. So what I'm doing is, I'm trying to unite everybody together so everybody who is a protester can, you know, put up our movie and share it. And then, of course, share their protest. So we keep sharing our stuff on social media. You share your stuff. I'll put that up on my Instagram and show what you guys are doing. So all my people can do that. And we need to just connect all over. And then when enough people connect and enough voices are raised, 
they'll have to ban this. And it's already just one push away from being banned. I totally agree that it's one push away from being banned. And I do believe the COVID pandemic and the fact that it posed a threat to humans and resulted in the killing of, I, I don't know how many millions of make, I must have blocked it, but it was just an obscene number. And I remember that video of them just going into this dumpster, all these little animals. It broke my heart, but they were going to be tortured and killed anyway. It, they are martyrs that hopefully will help end this movement. To me, it's definitely not a status symbol. When I see somebody wearing fur, I think insecure, low self-esteem, trying to prop herself up with something that is completely out of fashion. I just went to Vegan Fashion Week and we have a story on Unchained TV about it. And they had so many wonderful alternatives to fur, to leather, to silk, to wool. There is no need to use any animal in any product for clothing ever again. And that's why I'm so excited that Unchained TV is going to be premiering Ending Real Fur Black Friday. Everybody get together and form a little party to watch it. Bring in your friends and relatives. We're going to take a short break here on Voice America Radio, but we're staying live on all our socials. We're staying live on our streaming network. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. 
We are speaking with the incredible Tamor Chowdhury. He has such a fascinating story. I was totally intrigued when I found out that he was this fast living playboy, uh, just a man about town, international playboy, mind you. And then suddenly he had a life-changing experience because he does love animals and realized that he was wearing fur trim uh, that was a dog and he has two dogs or had at the time. I just want to play that little clip for you and then we're going to talk again to Tamur Chaudhry. Tamur Chaudhry, welcome to the morning show. Thank you for having me. If you actually have diamonds, people treat you differently. My life consisted of fashion shows, hanging out with models. I was noticing that there's a lot of jackets with these fur trims. And funnily enough, I was wearing one of those jackets. So excited to be premiering the film on Unchained TV this Black Friday. Remember it, mark it in your calendar. It's also the day after Thanksgiving. It's also Fur Free uh, Friday. So it's a very easy way to remember Black Friday. You'll save yourself a lot of money. Instead of shopping, you'll watch Ending Real Fur, this incredible film for free. And uh, I urge everybody to make a plan. You can have a little party with your friends to watch this incredible film. Together, we can make fur history. So if you look at your uh, fabulous poster, I can see a lot of my heroes. There's Ingrid Newkirk. Uh, there's Tim Gunn of Project Runway and Making the Cut. He is the fashion legend. There's Alyssa white Gloves who is the lead vocalist for Arch Enemy. There's Anita Crines of the Save Movement. There's Ingrid Newkirk, uh, the founder of PETA, and there's others. Tell us, for example, what Ingrid Newkirk's and Anita Crines's role and their organization's role are in this film. Well, the role, the film is based around my journey, which is, I was actually reluctant to put myself in there because we started this as a school project. And as I was going and meeting people, I was changing myself as well. I was having getting this change within myself during the investigations. And so I go and meet my, like, my, Ingrid is also my hero. So I go and meet her and it took me quite a while to get to her. And I discovered something that she had a very similar aha moment where she went and connected with an animal and then she was never the same. And then she decided to become this protector, the Mother Teresa, I call her, of all animals. Um, and so her role is kind of like what she teaches me and how she inspires me. Because this was quite an undertaking, uh, doing all this, like, you know, fresh off the boat in a different country. I don't know anybody. How, what am I supposed to do? But every time I went knocking on any of these wonderful people's door, I mean, Ingrid Nuker is the head of PETA, one of the biggest agencies in the entire planet. And I went knocking on her door and it was open. And she came, she helped me in every way. She tra They trained me to go undercover, find out about the investigation. So the first thing was I asked her, I was like, you know, what inspires you? How do you do this? Because I need to do pretty something pretty big too. What, what inspires you? And so she motivated, and from her story, I was motivated to do all this. And it, and it's the same for everybody that you see in the movie. That's what I go and ask. And I was like, why is Tim Gunn doing this? Why is he speaking up for the animals? It's a very interesting question. Why is he taking time out and you know speaking up for the animals? 
And, you know, his story was that he went to a fur farm in Scandinavia and he actually went back to his hotel room and cried that day. And, and that was very moving to me that, you know, somebody, you know, gets changed, gets affected to that point. And then from then on, you know, takes it upon himself to uh, ban fur. I want to jump in. Uh, oh, she dropped. But we did have a caller uh, from Vancouver, which I was excited about because so much of this film centers around Canada. Uh, now, of course, uh, Anita Krines, the founder of the Safe Movement, is based in Toronto. Um, and I know that she is in the film as well, talking about how the Safe Movement uh, can help with this project as well. Yeah. So that was, I met Anita at a very, very like pivotal moment in the documentary. Uh, I was about at, at year four and I was like about to just give up. And the bill was, you know, as it looks pretty simple. And when you say that, oh yeah, well, there's a bill in parliament, it takes a lot of work. And I, I didn't know anything about politics. I'm in fashion. And so even, so even the thing is that bill has to work for even the politicians who are good for them to get behind it. And so the, there was no support for fur. I mean, unfortunately, the, this topic gets pushed way down. There's so many things that are there that are like so much bigger. So everybody says, you know, why do you want to help these? Uh, you know, why do you, who has time for this? And, and so I, I was literally that, you know, the bill wasn't going to go anywhere. It wasn't even going to get read in parliament. And so I thought to myself, like, we need something big. We need to show how many people are actually behind this. So I, I called up Anita G, some, uh, my PR manager, Lucas, went and introduced me to her. And I said, listen, we need to do a global protest. And we need to show all, everybody how, like, how we can unite and how many people care about this. And with her help, we were able to, with her help, with PETA's help, with Animal Justice's help, with everybody's help, we were able to have a global protest in 13 cities. Yeah, 13 cities on Fur Free Friday. That was two years ago. And this whole community of people just came together. I didn't know what was going to happen at the last moment. I woke up in the morning thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, what if no one shows up? You know, like one of your parties where you just think no one's going to come. <laughs> and, and literally, like when I saw the footage afterwards, it's unbelievable. 13 cities, people from India were there, people from uh, people from Europe were there. People, New York came through for us. There was like five, six hundred people in New York, LA, Toronto, Montreal. Every one of these people that you see, all the characters that you see right now on the poster, and they all came through for us with groups of people, and everybody just came and protested. And that I think that was one of the most miraculous moments I saw. And that's when everybody decided that this bill has some steam and it can be read in Parliament. But if we don't get the support now, it's going to go down and we would have lost another chance, our, our first chance. It's the first time something like this has come up in Parliament. And if we let this bill down, it, it, you know, it, I don't think there's going to be anybody coming back again. So this is our moment. Let's play the involvement of another celebrity, the lead vocalist of the famous group Arch Enemy. inspiring to see so many countries joining the campaign to make fur farms history. Fur is a relic of a cruel and uninformed age. 
It's now time for Canada to end the cruel and dangerous practice of commercial fur farming, and that is exactly what this legislation will do. Again, mark your calendars so that you can be involved. Um, this is a group effort, a team effort. Unfortunately, nobody has the power to snap their fingers and make fur go away. Um, we've got some questions here online. If they want leather, they have a chance of ever winning that. I think what he is talking about is hoof things aren't affected, right? Leather is not involved. You know, what I found, and I can answer that a little bit, is uh, it's a process, not an event. If I could magically uh, release all the animals trapped in animal factories. I don't use the word farms anymore. Animal factories. If I could release all the animals in fur factories, if I could release all the animals being held all over the place in prison, which is the vast majority of life on this planet today. Amen. Um, livestock biomass has now become 62% of all mammal biomass. So that means the majority of living beings on this planet are in prison and are being tortured. That is a horrific thing, but it's a process. We can't tackle them all in one magical bill. We have to break it down and, and that's how we achieve process progress. So while of course it might be uh, nice as a fantasy to say, let's have a bill that ends it's, it's, Compromise, unfortunately, when you are dealing with the government, uh, is part of the process. I mean, we've gone to Sacramento here in California for bills to uh, ban, you know, products tested on animals, on cosmetics, and and we won. But there were compromises that had to be made in the bill for it to be passed. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Like working your way through. The legislative process. Ooh, the legislative process. Well, okay, look, I didn't know anything about it. So I this was all handled by Camille Lapchuk from Animal Justice. She's one of the top lawyers in Canada right now, and our MP Nathaniel Erickson Smith. So I literally I went to just I went and knocked on the on his door and he he let me in and I was like, Can I meet can I meet him? And he said, Yes, of course. And I sat down, had one conversation with him and said, this is what I'm planning to do. And we need, we need some help. What do you propose? He's like, if you were to get behind fur farming, there's no opposition. This is one place you can actually make a difference. I think I could do it. And just like that, in one meeting, we came out. I thought to myself, did he just say that he would be willing to read a bill for, uh, for us? Uh, I was just like, you know, and just for a second, I was like, yeah, he said that. I was like, oh, my God, now that needs a lot of work. That means we have to organize this whole campaign together. We have to do a global campaign. We have to do a, a, a Canadian campaign. And I, I was just because I have a marketing background, I was just thinking, how can I market this and make this work? And and so, yeah, the, the, there's, there's like you have to get a lot of support, but it's easier than you think. It's a lot easier than you think if I could do it. You know, just the, you know, I think I would call myself almost the underdog who would try and, you know, do this. Everybody's just waiting to get united. So if you have something that's dear to you and you want to do it, there's a lot more people out there. You just have to go find them. And, you know, they're all doing the work already there. And, and when you watch the movie, you'll see it.
We'll see it come to life. And by the way, this is a global premiere. Unchained TV is available in Canada, in Europe, in Latin America, Africa, Asia. The only place that we know for sure it's not available is China, but it is an international app. So you are in Pakistan right now, correct? Yes, my sister's getting married, so I had to come back to Pakistan. So it's uh, 2 a.m. over here right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And you look very sharp and very alert. And I appreciate you joining us at this hour. Wow. I didn't even think about that until just now. Let me say a couple of things. Um, Last Chance for Animals had a gala here in Los Angeles recently, and they played the trailer for Ending Real Fur because um, they were urging other people as well, the hundreds of people at their gala to watch the film. And also Last Chance for Animals is involved as well. Chris DeRose, who is a tough guy, he's even been shot. Uh, he, he has been very much out in front in terms of the marches down Rodeo Drive to end fur. Yeah, Chris is uh, another one of my personal heroes. Like you said, the man's been shot. I mean, he's like the John Lennon of animals for me. Uh, he inspired me in a completely different way. He's such a tough guy and he's, you know, he's given the fur industry such hell for so many years. He demands won Oscars. And I, I was like, he's the perfect person to bring another person get, that you can get inspired by. Because what I want everybody to just realize is what did these people do? How did these people become so big? They were ordinary people like you and me, and they just went after it and they wouldn't let go. I, I don't know if every, that idiom is right, but like my puppy, when she grabs the bone, she doesn't let it go. And my guru, she said, you need to be like that dog. You need to be like your puppy. You need to not let it go. And you keep, keep at it. And so Chris, I mean, the investigation that he did for milk banks, unbelievable. One of the first fur farms to get convicted on, on, on like, like there was terrible, the kind of footage that come. One of their undercover people went down for a month and he recorded everything. For months, he was recording everything. And he brought Franklin's vision to life. And I promised Chris that day, I was like, Chris, I'm going to bring Franklin's story as much as I'm going to highlight it all over the world. So there may never be another Franklin. That and is, that was one of the little animals who was so sick and they just let him die a slow death. And he ultimately died in the undercover investigator's arms as he was trying to rescue him. It's, it's so barbaric. It is such a barbaric industry. All industries that exploit animals are barbaric. Um, again, we are talking to the man behind... Ending Real Fur, it is premiering this Black Friday, November 24th, the day after Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you'll have a nice Thanksgiving ceremony and party. And then the next day, you can sit there, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and go to Unchained TV to watch this film. And really, even though Tamor is very modest. It is about him. And I think that's good because people are interested in other people and what makes them tick. Tamur Chaudhary, welcome to the morning show. Thank you for having me. If you actually have diamonds, people treat you differently. My life consisted of fashion shows, hanging out with models. <sighs> I was noticing that there's a lot of jackets with these fur trims. And funny enough, I was wearing one of those jackets. 
So I am so excited about your personal story because I know that that's what the average person who's not an activist is going to be interested in. Tell us a little bit about, you know, I'm very curious. You're international man of mystery. Every time I talk to you, you're in another country and uh, you have a background that involves jewelry. Tell us a little bit about your background personally. Uh, well, I did my uh, business degree from McGill in economics and I came back and my dad put me in the jewelry business. And then uh, we have one of the biggest chains in Pakistan. And while I was looking on the streets in Pakistan, there was so much cruelty going on. I was like, I need to give the world a contribution. I mean, like if something happened to me, what am I going to say? And so I went and I became a documentary filmmaker so I could spread this message across where all the animals suffering are coming. So I'm, I wouldn't call myself a filmmaker. I can't call myself a jewelry designer. I just, I just want to bring this story to life. And as a businessman, I need to show that, you know, I need to have something to show for it. I, it needs to not just be a, another story where, you know, you see suffering and you can't do anything. And so that's why I dedicated the next five, I think it's been seven years now. And my dad was still asking me, he's like, are you still doing this? What's going on? And I was like, no, you need to get actually get a tangible outcome. Now, a tangible outcome is our bill. After everything is said and done, at the end of the day, if we don't get a ban on fur farms, there's no point of, of anything. And so that's why we're kind of chasing this to the end. And we're using every mechanism possible that, you know, for some reason, I think life designs you for that. And I had a marketing background and I was able to market this 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 thing that I have, you know, this this bill and this campaign, and we want to market it properly. This is the whole strategy. I just need to tell you very quickly is dependent upon you. This this strategy is completely void if you guys don't help us right now. If you guys don't go and post and repost all our stuff on our social media, the word is not going to get up. We don't have a one hundred. We don't have a one million dollar marketing budget that everybody else does. We can't go and buy ten billboards and buy up ad space. But we can do is unite as one. And so if whoever's watching right now, if you guys can like it, share it, and repost it, we, we have a magnificent campaign that's coming up. There's a lot of reels. There's a lot of stuff that's designed to get people to watch. And because you guys have people on your Instagrams and your social media that are the people that we want to reach, because we want, don't want to preach to the choir. We want to get to like ordinary pe people who don't know this. People who are wearing, people who are wearing these jackets and walking their dogs, and just they don't know what they're doing. I want to reach those people through you guys. So yeah, that's the whole strategy. If you guys can help us, this is going to be become a go viral and become a global movement. Right now, even without the movie, we've accomplished so many things. The movie hasn't even come out. And there's so many, there's a whole community of people that you see that are involved. Each one of those people that you see at the poster represents a whole community of people in Canada, in the States, in all over the world. And so all of these people have already come together. We just need you to join us. Now, you have mentioned billboards. We have been working very hard to put a billboard in Los Angeles we're going to let all of our supporters in L.A. know, and we're going to go there and take photos outside the billboard um, on the street uh, to help promote this. 
So tell us about that, because uh, that's going to be a first for Unchained TV, our first billboard uh, announcing a premiere. Really, I didn't know it was your first, because when I talked to Jane and Jane's like, look, we're going to get a billboard. And I was so excited because for my company in Pakistan, we get billboards all the time. But for getting for a charity project, a billboard. So she's my funder for the billboard. So I was so excited. I'm like, there's going to be one in L.A. And everybody's going to like everybody in the film business, everybody is going and all the activists are all going to see it. And it's only going to take one or two people to come and join us. And that's all we pretty much need. We need you guys to come and join us. So if you guys can come outside and come and take a selfie with the billboard and put it up on your social media and tag us. And we would love that. And so I think all the money that good Jane is actually spending to get that billboard will, will pay off in like millions. Well, it's uh, our nonprofit and uh, you know, we felt like with you in conjunction with you and you're donating to it as well. We're going to have that billboard up and it's going to be very exciting. We're going to let everybody know. And somebody said, well, why in uh, California? Well, you know, Rodeo Drive, for example, is the center of the fashion world, uh, along with, let's say, Fifth Avenue. So also what happens in California spreads to the rest of the world. I can tell you I've attended many fur protests for decades on Rodeo Drive, uh, organized by Last Chance from Animals, PETA, various groups, <clears throat> they actually give awards to the f- stores that have stopped selling fur. And it used to be all protests, maybe one or two awards. Now it's almost all awards and one or two protests. There's only a couple of the big fashion brands on Rodeo Drive that still sell fur. Fur has really become toxic as a brand, as a fashion statement. It is a contrarian indicator, as I said before. It's gross, and that's how fashionistas are, are really starting to look at it. Occasionally, you have a very vulgar celebrity who will come up draped in fur, and that's really pathetic, and they're usually uh, vilified on social media. So what we need to do now is spread that message, get these laws passed. Canada is ground zero for fur. Let's pass this bill. Let's make this happen, people. Do your part. Make a note right now, this Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, November 24th, at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Watch Ending Real Fur. Get some friends together. Watch it. And then watch our live Q&A with Tim Gunn and Arch Enemy star, Alyssa White Gloves, as well as Tamor Chowdhury. Um, we're so excited to have you on. You are my hero. Together, we're going to make this happen. Onward. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.